I'm your host, Kara Stein Conaway, and this is the Business Mamas Podcast. The Business Mamas Podcast is made for women who know they should be doing more self care and practicing more self love, but are overrun with balancing it all. This podcast provides the tools and support you need so you can have a successful career while also being a present and loving mom. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you an article that I wrote that was published in the September-October 2020 edition of the San Luis Obispo Bar Bulletin. It's entitled, My Halloween Treat, Stop, Look, Choose, Vote, and Practice Self-Kindness. And I'll tell you just a little bit about what you can expect. This is a story of taking an opportunity where I could have chosen to be really unkind to myself and really berate myself as being a bad mom. And instead, I chose the opposite. I chose to make the loving choice for myself, which in turn helped me create a really amazing experience with my children. And so it's a lesson in self-kindness. And I hope that by sharing this story with you, you can find moments in your life where you have the opportunity to choose. And instead of choosing to be mean to yourself, you choose to be kind to yourself. I'm going to read you the article. And then after I finish reading the article, I'll share some additional insights and thoughts that I've had since I wrote the article. I hope you enjoy. My Halloween treat, stop, look, choose, vote, and practice self-kindness. On the night before Halloween last year, I realized I'd forgotten to buy pumpkins for my kids to carve. I arrived at the grocery store at 8.30 p.m. after a long day of work, only to find all the regular-sized pumpkins had already been sold disappointment hit me like a sledgehammer. I thought of my kids, then ages three and six, sad and disheartened. What would I tell them? Mommy had a long day at work and forgot to go to the store. I took a deep breath and I tried to focus on finding a solution. That's when I saw a bin filled with mini pumpkins. I grabbed a few deciding that arriving with mini pumpkins seemed better than arriving home with no pumpkins at all. I pulled up to our driveway and I sat in my car. I took a deep breath in and I exhaled. As I exhaled, I released the disappointment that I had in myself for arriving home late. As I exhaled, I released the frustration that I felt over the fact that the pumpkins I had wanted to purchase were sold out. The past had come and gone, and this was the one moment I had right now. I let the weight of those things leave my heart, and I opened my heart to opportunities for joy and connection that awaited me just inside my home. My little ones gave me welcome home hugs and kisses, And then we jumped into pumpkin coloring and carving action. 
I expressed excitement in telling them that they each got three pumpkins instead of just one to carve. Since I was excited about these little pumpkins, they were excited about them too. This is the magic that awaits us when we're kind to ourselves. Instead of feeling so defeated about the lack of normal-sized pumpkins, I opened my eyes to other possibilities. I looked for a workable alternative and found one. Instead of electing to wallow in my disappointment or beating myself up emotionally for failing to get to the store earlier, I chose to feel grateful that I remembered to get pumpkins for my kids after a very demanding day. Instead of hurrying the kids since it was getting late, I chose to enjoy being with them in all their decorating glory, marker-covered hands and all. I cherished being with them as they worked at their natural pace. In my view, an occasional late night while making a special memory together is worth the lost sleep. Every day, we have opportunities to be cruel to ourselves, but we get to decide whether to take those opportunities or instead, if we will choose to practice self-kindness. I believe that when we have a practice of being loving and kind to ourselves, that naturally overflows into the way we interact with others. I actually think it's really not possible to truly love yourself and simultaneously feel hate in your heart for another person. So one thing you can do to change the world in a positive way is to start being kinder to yourself. As a mother, I see helping my sons learn to practice self-kindness as one of my most important roles. I watch each of my sons make many mistakes as they learn. I encourage them to learn from their mistakes and to keep trying. When I see the tears well up in their eyes or their shoulders slouch forward in disappointment, it pains me to see how hard they are on themselves already at their young ages. As parents, we want our children to keep trying so that they will learn that they can do hard things, and we want them to love themselves even when they make mistakes. Yet, when we make mistakes, like forgetting to buy the pumpkins to carve before the grocery store sells out, our default setting is to come down very harshly on ourselves. But treating ourselves with harshness and criticism does little to motivate us to improve. Instead, it causes needless feelings of guilt and disappointment. It uses up precious energy to feel guilty and disappointed. That same energy has the potential to be channeled into creating an opportunity for fun and connection. Some people believe criticism is a motivator and that if we're not self-critical, then we won't succeed at the highest levels. Research, however, shows that self-criticism might not be the motivating factor many believe it to be. In Michelle McQuaid's article entitled Three Ways to Turn Self-Criticism into Self-Compassion, published in Psychology Today, she writes about the harms of self-criticism and cites one study where a Stanford University professor found that the more people criticize themselves, the less likely they were to meet their goals, whether they be weight loss, academic success, or job performance. And I quote, in fact, 
neuroscientists suggest that self-criticism actually shifts the brain into a state of self-inhibition and self-punishment that causes us to disengage from our goals, McQuaid writes. Michelle McQuaid goes on to say, leaving us feeling threatened and demoralized, this self-criticism seems to put the brakes on our plans to take action, leaving us stuck in a cycle of rumination, procrastination, and self-loathing. In my opinion, treating yourself with self-kindness rather than self-criticism is good for your well-being and it's good for your productivity too. Years ago at a seminar, I was introduced to a framework of stop, look, choose, and vote to gain consciousness regarding my thoughts and my decisions. I've recently implemented the stop, look, choose, and vote framework to develop a process for shifting from a habit of self-criticism into developing a habit of practicing self-kindness. Stop. If you're starting to go down a bad road of self-criticism, for example, the I suck for not buying pumpkins earlier road, (laughs) the first thing you need to do is stop going down that road. So pause, take note of your mental space. Is this where you want to be? If not, then stop. Taking deep breaths is a great way to help yourself press the brakes. One deep breath may not be enough, but after you take five deep breaths in a row, you're already well on your way to slowing down. Look, now that you've stopped, look around. What are the options you have in front of you? Consider available options. Look for other paths. Choose. Now that you've considered your options, you get to choose which option you will select. Going back to the sold out carving pumpkin situation, one option was that I could have bought a bottle of hard liquor, gone home with my head down, put the kids to bed with an air of total disappointment, and then after they were in bed, I could have drank myself into a place of forgetting or not caring about how I disappointed myself and them. Alcohol, drugs, endless numbing with TV or social media scrolling, all can be used to try to escape from the self-critical feelings that we do not want to feel anymore. A slightly less dramatic choice, but a still self-harming choice, would be after seeing that the regular-sized pumpkins were gone, I could have stormed out of the grocery store cussing under my breath that life sucks for me as a working mom who doesn't have enough time to prepare for Halloween in the way my kids deserve. This route likely would not have been as self-destructive as the hard alcohol drinking option, but it still would have left me feeling like crap and would have caused me to stop looking for opportunities to make things better because of the story I was choosing to tell myself. Another option is the option to make the most of what I have before me. Mini pumpkins and little kids who are happy to have quality time with me doing something fun. Vote. I chose to make the most of the night with the mini pumpkins. And I chose to vote to focus on the fun and the connection 
that I had the opportunity to create with my boys. Life will constantly present us with opportunities to tear ourselves down and to see life both as something we are failing at and something that others are messing up for us. But when instead we stop, look, choose, and vote to do the things that are kind to ourselves, we show up and we create so much beauty in the world. On the night before Halloween, I chose to be kind to myself. That choice felt nourishing to me then and now in reflecting on that night. I know that modeling self-kindness is something I want my boys to learn to do for themselves. And there's no better way than practicing on myself to show them how. The results were a magical Halloween Eve with my boys. I believe that this magic awaits us all if we allow it into our lives by voting for kindness moment after moment and day after day. It's now been a few months since I wrote this article, and I want to share with you some of my thoughts and insights that I think might help you if what I'm talking about in this article is resonating for you. Do you have a voice inside your head that sometimes says really mean things to you? I know I do. And the meanest thing that that voice tells me is that I'm not a good mom. And this night in particular, when I was coming home late from work and I got to the grocery store and saw that the pumpkins were gone, that voice started up inside of my head and I could hear it. And if I would have accepted it as truth and decided to go with that mean opinion that was getting shared with me, I know that this night would have looked really differently. And so I wanted to share with you how this tool of stop, look, choose, and vote can be a really powerful tool for you to start controlling which voices you listen to. You can stop that mean voice in its tracks if you are conscious of it. So one of the first things that you can do to begin working on this, if it's something that you want to work on, is just noticing. So before you can even take the first step into this process, which is stop, you first need to notice. So if this is something that you want to work on, I would invite you to start taking notice when you hear that mean voice. And it could sound like, you know, a mean voice, or it could be more like a feeling, like a feeling of inadequacy, a feeling of you're not enough, you're not doing a good enough job, you're failing, whatever those feelings or those thoughts are that come to you, notice when they're coming up. You might even want to jot it down if you are in a place where you have access to write it down on a piece of paper or a journal. Write down when that's coming up and what that voice is telling you. Because once you start noticing when it's coming up, that's you becoming conscious of this happening. And after you become conscious of this happening, that's when you can start moving into that first stage of stop. So for me in the article that I shared with you, what was coming up for me was, I suck for not buying pumpkins earlier. I should have planned better for this. 
how did I not anticipate that the pumpkins would be sold out when I waited this long, right? So it was a it was a sort of you should have known kind of argument that I was making to myself. And the part that really stung there was you should have planned ahead. Your failure to do so is now going to cause harm to your babies. You know, that was the mean message that I was telling myself. And by stopping and pausing and taking note of what was going on there, you know, taking a breath, that then allowed me to move on to the next step, which is looking around. And in the looking around phase, you're able to actually look at what options are in front of you. So because I stopped that negative spiral potentially of I suck for not buying pumpkins, I'm a bad mom for not thinking ahead, because I chose to stop listening to that voice, then I was able to look around. And when we're able to look around at options, it's amazing what options there are, even in a bad situation, even in a situation that really feels not ideal, which is how I was feeling in this moment. Now I get to look and I get to see my options. And I happen to see those little mini pumpkins and they weren't what I had in mind, but they were an option. And so it allowed me to see, you know, that option. And I'm sure in your life, when things like this happen, and you might start going into that self-criticism, self-blame place, I should have planned further ahead, whatever it might be for you. If you stop that and you pause, and then you ask yourself, what are the options that I have in front of me right now? You will be able to see options. And then after that, you get to move on to the choose step, which is, you know, looking at those different options and deciding what you're, what you're going to do, and then move on to the vote phase by actually taking action and, and doing the thing. So I hope that breaking that down for you is helpful. And my biggest hope is that when you're going through your daily life, that you'll start noticing when you're saying mean things to yourself, that you'll jot those situations down, and that as you get more practice with this, you'll begin stopping listening to that mean voice inside of you. And instead, once you stop listening to that mean voice, you'll realize, oh, okay, maybe this wasn't ideal, but I have a few options. What can I do with this? And that is going to create opportunities for you to see the magic in your life. Because I never would have guessed that in me leaving late from work this night and me not planning ahead by buying the pumpkins earlier and ultimately coming home with these mini pumpkins, I never would have been able to predict that it would have led to such an incredibly magical evening with my children. But I think because I was so conscientious about practicing self-love in that moment, and I was so committed to the intention that I had, which was that I wanted to create a beautiful connecting experience with my boys, that it turned into pure magic and a night that I look back on and cherish with the most beautiful gratitude. And that only happened because 
they were out of pumpkins <laughs> at the grocery store. You know, if I had gotten exactly what I wanted, it would have been different. And, and maybe it would have been a different story. But I'm grateful for the magic that is created in those moments where I choose to practice self-kindness and self-love. And I hope that you will take the opportunity to stop when you hear yourself being unkind to yourself and look at your options and make another choice and allow the magic that is available to you to unfold as you go on your journey of practicing self-kindness and self-love. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you shared it with someone you think could benefit from hearing it. Until next time, and with gratitude, Kara Stein-Conaway.